Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody. It's Michelle Collins. It's uh, Midnight Snack, a title we came up with quite hastily, and now... I have to say it every week. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, ugh, so many other great title ideas out there. But okay, Midnight Snack it is. Uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm Michelle Collins. I'm here with Dan Acton. Um, why are you laughing? Because of the way I'm sitting. I feel like I'm at a sleepover. I, I have no makeup on. My hair is in a messy bun. It is clean, though, but it is in a high, messy bun. And I do nothing. I do nothing but lay by the pool and eat and go to Target and self-tan. So I tan and then I, I use, can I show you my new self-tanner, Dan? Are you ready? Yes. I yeah. look like Alex Rodriguez from the waist down. Are you ready? Very good thing. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you can tell. Look how brown my leg is. I don't know if you can see. Oh, yeah, I can tell. Yeah. It's so dark and that's on the Zoom. My leg <laughs> is navy brown. I used a self-tanner <laughs> yesterday that I didn't realize you had to wash off after an hour and then it's still cured. So I had it on oh. for four hours and I'm like, my legs look amazing. <laughs> I was like, oh, they really look good. And then I rinsed it off and I woke up this morning and they were like two Tootsie Rolls. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I can't wait. 
Hi, Danny. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Good. Um, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling great. Really? Great weather out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all right. I uh, Nothing has really changed other than I did come to New York last week for a genuine quickie. I mean, it was such a quick yeah. trip. I think I it was... Um, how do I put it? Mm, like the trip from hell? I'm trying to think of ways to put it where <laughs> I uh, I was there for one night only. Hashtag yeah. J-Hud. You want all my love. You know that song? And my devotion. <laughs> you want... I love J-Hud. <laughs> Mama. I love when she goes deep. Look at me. Look. You know that part? <laughs> at me she's like so feminine and then comes through with that guttural moan that's that should have been the name of the podcast guttural moan guttural yeah. moans <laughs> <laughs> guttural whales that would have been a good one anyway um dan you and i saw each other because i took you to a celebratory birthday dinner yes you did thank you very much i had a great time it was um that was I would say one of the few highlights. I had, a, I had a lovely evening that night. I love getting dressed up uh, and I love class. I love places that reek with class to the point where you're holding your nose and you're going, look, it's yeah, it was like class. A, <laughs> it was overboard <laughs> class. Yeah, <laughs> That is like where I'm at my happiest. I'm like uh, hobnobbing amongst the elite, just like the master of the house that I am. Yes. Well, I very, very rarely uh, go into a restaurant where as soon as you walk in, Everybody is staring at you, not because you're whatever, but just because whatever. like, who gor- could it be? You can who could- say gorgeous, Dan. I'm right here. Because we are. <laughs> <laughs> not because you're whatever. You mean gorgeous, obviously. How dare you? Conven- conventionally gorgeous. Yes. yes. Thank you. Um, okay. That yeah. was a read. Uh, go on. Wait, no. <laughs> okay. It's actually rude. Yeah, it is. <laughs> to say sarcastically, conventionally gorgeous. Yes. Go on. No, I'm saying it straight. Anyway, uh, no, but it was fun to go to a place where people are looking uh, just because when the door opens, like somebody amazing might come in. Uh, it's like, so oh, exciting. It's... All eyes are on us. Oh, all eyes on us. <laughs> well, here, I'm going to take you through my 40. It wasn't even 48 hours. It was like 36 hours in New York. It cost me yeah. I mean, just um, about $14,000. Something happened. I was like, oh, my God. I landed. Car picked me up. That was fine. Flight was okay. I'm trying to think. It was an early... Oh, I have a great story. It was a, an early morning flight. So it was a 7 a.m. I sort of liked it because it almost didn't happen. Like, it's almost like it was a dream. Mm. When you're up that early to get on a plane, Yeah. was I even awake? Like, what? Right. <laughs> it's 10 a.m. and I'm in a new state. Okay. Like, I don't know how that works, but <laughs> that's what happened. So, um, got in a car, came into the city, Oh, excuse me. Got to my hotel. I was supposed to stay at a hotel in Midtown. Now, you know that I really pride myself on travel. Like I I take great pride in finding great hotels at good prices and like just worming my way. I love it. Yeah, you know how to do it. Yeah. I think I do. I I pretty much I'm like 90% success rate, but I, I fuck up now and again, certainly. Well, I get to the hotel with my massive 50 pound luggage. By the way, I'm there one night doing the Today Show last week, which was a, a real dream. That was the other highlight, by the way, but we'll yeah. get to that. And uh, I show up and they're like, hello, this girl with like long purple hair. It's Elvira. She's like so yeah. nice. She goes, hi, oh, hi, last name Collins. She's like, click, click, click. Mm. Collins with the C? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, click, click, click. That's right. We don't have a reservation for you. And I'm like, 
Now, you know, I have to say that the privilege here is that, like, even though I ended up getting fucked financially, I could afford it. You know, I, I wasn't like on the street. I was thinking about it. Think about it. If you're yeah. watching every dime and all of a sudden you have to pay like twice as much for a room last minute. I mean, that sucks. Yeah. You would have had to come over here. I would have, by the way. I didn't get yeah. I didn't get the invite, listener. I did not get the invite <laughs> to go to dance. I just know. know. Uh-huh. <laughs> bring your 25 pound kettlebells I'll get that for you. <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's in there two kettlebells that's what i wore in the today show that's so funny you say that <laughs> on a long string around my neck b-e-l-l-e-s that's a good segment name Ooh, that is good and it's about tea it's like about tea service kettlebells yes yes it's about serving tea in the south <laughs> Welcome to another piping hot episode of Kettlebells, where we walk you through the greatest tea mixtures, all the leaves that's fit to drink. <laughs> anyway, so she's like, we don't have a reservation. I'm like, I don't believe it. So I park my ass on like a marble edge at the front. Like they have a couch, but I can't explain it. I couldn't fully sit. Like I had to lean. Like there's some yeah, like yeah, yeah. physically it was a leaning moment. It was not like a let me settle yeah. into this vinyl couch. No, no, no. You have to apply a little bit of pressure. You have to yeah. you can't just relax. Yeah, yeah. No, do you get it? And yep. there was another girl working there. God bless her. Everybody was like, I don't know what's happened to this to the city. I, everybody was trying their best to be nice. But the overall effect was like unbelievably obnoxious. Like it was. I, do you know what I mean? It was just everyone yeah, doing their best used to it anymore. Yeah. So I mean, that's my entire social life now, by the way, is trying to like make conversation that I'm I, I'm so like out of it. <laughs> I think everybody's like, meanwhile, he's like co-hosting this podcast with me. You're like, that's my whole life. Just getting through it, <laughs> suffering, <laughs> suffering through conversation. Can't even string a sentence together, people. You know, so wait, so I, I'm like leaning and, you know, the marble ledge is like creating a 90 degree angle in my ass fat. You know, it's like that. It's that kind of a ledge where I'm like wedging my body against it. And this other right. girl, I like the original girl who helped me. This other lady comes over and she's like, hey, you comfortable there? And I was like, very she goes wouldn't you be more comfortable on this couch and i was like and at this point i'm about to like scream because every room is like 600 fucking dollars i'm like no i actually um i would be more comfortable like (laughs) slicing my throat open i'm kidding edit that out because of how expensive this shit is so i go no 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 and i said is am i bothering you here because it was like i don't know it was tense you're like you're like elf on the shelf <laughs> Just like Wait, it's shell, shell on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. We should make that for Hanukkah. Forget that rabbi. It's shell on the shelf and it's just but it's like really long it like my feet touch the ground from the mantle we're like it's so scary it scares too many kids we have to do a recall <laughs> it's like i'm too big to put on the mantle so they have to like hide me behind the tree they're like where can we put her anyway that's so funny so i get another room at this other hotel which is five nary five blocks away listener so i'm like okay i can wheel okay i'm gonna give a plug because you know i love to give plugs about things i love i have two travel pro suitcases they're nylon they're not the hard i'm not a hard shell girl i actually bought a hard shell and it got damaged the first time i put it on a plane so Mm. i'm like over the hard shells it is the best suitcase i love it so much it's light it's so easy to maneuver it makes my life easier i think it's worth bringing up yes 
So I wheel it five blocks and I'm like already huffing and puffing. It's like hot out. I'm all in black. Like, I'm just like, what am I doing? Get to the new hotel. And I'm really nice. Like, of course. I like to think I'm always nice until I get pushed. And that's where we're getting. But it's also like exhausted. (sighs) I'm so tired. So. I'm so tired. So I'm like, I get to the hotel and they're like, hi, there's a different girl there. She was sweet. She's like, hi. I said, oh, hi. Oh my God. This this day, like I just had to book it on. And here's the bullshit. I think I paid like four sixty a night on hotels tonight. And then when I signed the thing at the hotel, they only charged three twenty, which I'm like, and I said, wait, is this what I'm getting charged? And the girl was like, that's what you're getting charged. And then when I checked out after this story, I'm about to tell you, I said, so hold on. Was I charged four sixty or three twenty? And they were like, "No, for you were charged hotels tonight because they charge a commission." I'm like a hundred and sixty dollar oh, commission, or whatever. Sucks. So I got yeah, fucked yeah, as yeah. always. So wait, yeah. So I I say, hey, can I leave my bags here? Because of course, classic mesh. I'm gonna beeline down to the sample sale, meeting my friend Lindsay Lavin at the Stony Clover Lane sample sale. Which, by the way, <laughs> they sell makeup bags. I literally beelined from Newark to my nine <laughs> hotels to go by, and I will tell you, it was worth it. I got some. Really beautiful makeup bags, and I'm glad I went. But we'll get to that. So I say, hey, can I leave my bags here? They're like, sure. Beeline to Stony Cloves, and I say, if you don't mind, um, or I th- whatever. Anyway, go to the sale. As I'm in line for the sale, by the way, this uh, woman, we're online for like 20 minutes. This lady walks out, lady, like 25-year-old girl, with a neon yellow duffel bag. It's like really pretty. And yeah. I went, and she had Miami vibes. I can say that because I'm from here. She went, um... I said, oh, love your bag, you know, because I'm annoying. I know that I'm annoying. I know. I'm like, you know, the sign like don't feed the animals like they have to put that in front of my eyes. Like, don't talk to strangers. I talked to everybody and I went, ooh, and I meant it all. Th- it was like a really nice bag. I went, I went, ooh. <laughs> I was like really upset. I went, ooh, love your bag. Conventionally nice bag. It was a yeah. conventionally gorgeous duffel bag. That's also how I've been described. And she goes, she goes, bitch. I'm like, and I didn't even, my friend Lindsay heard it. I actually was like, oh, I love that bag. And Lindsay goes, she just called you a bitch. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? And then I turned and you know that I also like, I will engage in a fight. That's my problem. And I went, oh my God, you called me a bitch. I like your bag. And she like wouldn't look at me. And Lindsay was like, just take it easy, girl. Take it easy, big fella. Like, don't. And I'm like, okay, uh, this city is already like not, this is not two strikes. That's cuckoo. Yeah. Right. We go inside grab some makeup bags. Shout out to the people working at 260 Sample Sale. They were so nice. They're dealing with, as you can tell, literal animals all day. They could not have been lovelier. Uh, Even the bag check, I remembered me. Like everyone was so sweet. Love that whole crew. So buy some stuff. Fine. Now I go back to the hotel. I'm going to do um, Sirius XM, the Today Show Radio with the crew happy hour with the crew who produces Hoda and Jenna, who I love, by the way, Uh, Talia, Gavin and Donna. They're so much fun. Everyone who works there is amazing. So get there, do it. All of a sudden, I have to use the ladies room so badly. And I'm like, I, I have to go back to the hotel. So I beeline. I'm done with the show. I'm like on a Segway, like yeah. Paul Blart, <laughs> like beelining to the shit ass hotel. Get there, go I use the ladies room. And I notice my bags aren't in the room. And I'm like, oh, he must have forgotten to bring them up. I pick up the phone to dial like the operator, you know, no line on the phone. It's like no country for old oh, men. No. Phone's not working. I'm like, okay. 
Oh, and the room they put me in for my nearly $500 thing was right next to, it had a balcony. It was almost like in Coming to America, like had a balcony that faced a massive air conditioning generator from the building next door. So like at one point I walked out and it was just like, like loud air. I'm like, I I hate this town so much. So I go down, but I'm like, it's one night. Like it's one night, one night only. You can do it. Who gives a fuck? Whatever. So I go downstairs and I'm like, hey, like he didn't bring my bags. And they were like, oh, okay. And she goes, well, what? now it's a new girl working. She goes, well, what are your bags? They go, it's a luggage and a tote. She, my laptop's in there. You know, all this stuff. Right. She goes, she comes out with like a Lululemon bag and like a little carry-on. And I'm like, if only that was my life. Like I would be, if that were my life, <laughs> if I was the kind of girl who traveled with a Lululemon tote and a carry-on bag, everything about my life would be different. Like for the better, for the better. Everything yeah. I'd be probably more, even more conventionally gorgeous, Dan. Uh, I would, you know, because it would mean that my clothes could fit in that tiny little bag. I need a big ass bag for my clothes, right? So wait. Just I grabbed it. This was like a chance for a new uh, <laughs> sliding doors or whatever. That the, is my bag. I do the Today Show in yeah. a size oh, yeah. six Lululemon <laughs> capri legging gut out. I'm like, this is me. This is my new life. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> I'm like, Hoda and Jenna, like, are you okay? I'm like, I've actually never been better. Thank you for asking. I'm more than okay. I'm incredible. Thank you. So she goes and she goes, oh, that's weird. And I go, well, let me come with you to show you. Because I didn't ha- I didn't bring my ticket down because I just ran because my fucking phone wasn't working. Yeah. Well, so right. I go down and they're like, it's not in there, Dan. My bags are not in that room. I'm like, okay. Okay. Well, if they're not in my, and they were not in my room. I even looked in the closet. Like I looked, you know, to see maybe tucked yeah. somewhere. They were not there. Right. Okay. Well, okay. If they're not in the luggage room and they're not in my room, the only two things that are possible is that someone took them from the lobby after I left, which right. is possible. It's we're in 46th street. Okay. Do your, well, they might be in the Lululemon, uh, woman's room. Hold too. on a minute. Exactly. Exactly. Or he put them in someone else's room. And now I don't know who, you know, if I walked into a room and there was strange luggage and it's actually happened to me before with like a bag, I've called down, they've taken it. It has not there. Oh yeah, It's happened. But you never know. I had a MacBook in there, brand new stunning dresses. (laughs) If if there was another size 11 footed woman, she had, she fucking struck gold baby with the stuff I had in that luggage. You know, I had my Vax cards were in there, like all the shit that I needed, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm like sitting and I'm I'm like, I'm going to be calm. Now I have to say, and I hope she's not listening. The girl who works there, she's very well-intentioned is what I'll say about her. She means very, very well. But she's very friendly and friendly to a point where I don't think she understands that sometimes the friendliness is like, I just need you to find it and just please like, don't poke it the bear. It doesn't help. Yeah, it doesn't help to... I, I've done customer service before. You kind of want to mirror what the person you're exactly. deal, you're helping. Exactly. You want to kind of mirror their concern and whatever. And I it's was not your like, job to be like friendly, thousand percent. She yeah. kept saying over and over, like, "Don't worry, we it's here somewhere." And I'm like, "But you don't know where." Then she gets a call because the guy was on break, the bellman. She gets a call and she's like, "Uh huh, I see, right, okay." Hangs up, <laughs> Dan. And I'm like, and I feel, you know, listen, I'm very honest, meaning I'm, I'm friendly 99% of the time, but I also was like, I'm going to get filmed and canceled. Like I'm there. I'm going to, I was like, my hands were like this. I was shaking. Yeah. Yeah. I said, 
he doesn't know where it is. And she went, no. Now, listener, put yourself in my shoes, my massive canoe-shaped shoes <laughs> for a moment. Room for one more. <laughs> Table for two, my shoes. <laughs> what would you do in this situation? I was like, okay, well, I think what I said was, okay, well, you guys are going to have to come with me to Saks and buy me my makeup, my clothes, because I have to be on TV in the morning. Oh, and like, and I didn't, yeah. and I wasn't like uh, pulling a, you know, a, do you know who my father is? It wasn't one of those. <laughs> Literally, I, no, I came you, here for this, you know? Yeah, to be filmed. Yeah, you you need to look. I need my stuff, which, by the way, it takes yes. me years to procure things that look good on me on television because I don't have a stylist. I do it myself. So it's like, and it's expensive. I wear right. nice things. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like shaking and I'm like, this has never happened to me in my years of traveling. I need like where I, I do need, I couldn't like, God bless yeah, her. She really yeah, has a good yeah. heart. This girl, I couldn't look at her. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, this person is going to send me into a flying rage. I need someone who's going to calm me down. And she wasn't doing that. We'll have like, we'll have like levels and it like overflows and overflows yes. and overflows. And at a certain point, it's just like, okay, I've, I've now I'm crazy. I, that's, I snapped like it was that <laughs> yeah. for me between the phone not working and like the and, yeah, and listen yeah. the hotel room thing was my fault 100% but like all of it it was yeah. all like I'm going to snap <laughs> like it's happening <laughs> I feel it it's happening it's happening so like what am I gonna wear one of the makeup bags I bought I mean I'm asking I that's all I had in the room okay so it's Roger Rabbit with the uh shaving a haircut knock you're like going crazy eyes bulging <laughs> I have to answer it. I like, I go in the dip, come out. I'm a skeleton. I'm like, listen, I need my stuff. So I go and there was a, um, there were two managers working, a very handsome, I assume tall gay guy who worked there. Really good looking. You actually should stay there a night. Wink, wink. It was like very white Lotus energy from him. And then okay. this lovely woman who was like Eastern European, who was really nice. They were nice, you know, but yeah, I was yeah. like, listen, come on. I go, are you kidding me here? I'm like, this never happened yeah. to me. Also, the stress of it all. It's too much. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. So uh, she goes one second. She goes into a different room altogether, Dan, not the luggage room, like an office next door, opens the door and there's my suitcase with my tote bag. And I'm like, <laughs> why? What is this? Like, uh, what's the guy's name that I hate? Yakety sax. Who's that? that oh, old. Benny Hill. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, is this a, what would you do or something? Oh, my God. Oh, oh. If John Quinones had busted his ass out. I love John Quinones so much. Did he hit on me once? He sure did. He sure did. Uh, he may be married. I don't even know. I got a well, vibe from him. I'm what, just going to say it. What? What did you do? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yes, there should be an episode dedicated to whether or not John cheats on his wife. Is he even married? I literally don't know. What would you do? Um, it's called What Would You Do? And it's me at a sample sale in camera. I was like, how much is she going to buy? Listen, the point is they had it, but I was like so stressed. So the way it gets worse. So then I go upstairs and now I have my stuff and I'm still like literally my adrenaline. I had wanted to nap. I was up at four in the morning. I was seeing, I had drinks with someone. I was seeing you for dinner. I was like, I yeah. need to rest. I'm like shaking. Yeah. I'm trying to talk myself off the ledge. You're going to shit. So I put my pajamas on. It's like 4.30. AC generator blowing hot wind in my face. I right. go under the covers. I'm just closing my eyes. And I hear at the door, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. And I'm like... I'm like, it can't, I'm like, it can't be. It can't be. And I hear, bang, bang, bang. Again, like, SS, like, 
Nazi banging. <laughs> and I'm like, who is it? And it's that fucking girl from the front. She goes, we just want to leave something for you. Mind you, I am like in under the coveys, Elmo yeah. eyes, hair a mess. Like, please right. let me just sleep. And I'm like, just leave it outside. Please, like, let a woman live, you know? And she right. she goes, okay, sorry, I just wanted to be, okay. Like, you know, she, didn't, she doesn't know how to act. So yeah. then she left. Anyway, I cracked the door open. It's like a mini bottle of champagne, which I don't drink, and two little chocolate <laughs> bars. Great, just what I need. So I'm like, okay, thanks. Meanwhile, I'm like, how about you cut the room price in half, you fucks? Like, right. I don't need this bullshit, you know? Which they couldn't do. And I did ask when I checked out. I said, listen, I know that you are only getting 320 bucks of that. I'm like, that's not right. Like I, and they go, yeah. Yeah, and you know, this is total bullshit. They were like, well, you've hate already. We can't do anything. I was like, mm-hmm. what? That's oh right. no. They gave me really? nothing. Yeah. Wow. No free night. No voucher. She, the, the, one of the female managers said, if you want to come back, we'll take care of you. And I'm like, that's like, uh, that's like literally what they say when you leave Auschwitz, like when the camp was liberated, <laughs> like, listen, we'll take care of you if you want to come back. My grandmother was in Auschwitz. I can say it. Now listen. So then, so I finally I nap. Also, the room was pitch black. Couldn't even do my makeup. Fine. Then um, I had a drink. We met at Polo. Yes. We did have, I think, a phenomenal time. I really had fun with you. I had a great night. No, it was so fun. I haven't been to a fancy restaurant in a long time. Do you remember the guy sitting next to us? Oh, yeah. The, uh, he looked a little bit like um, Stan Lee. Like he older, looked, but like just like megawatt choppers, like sunglasses, yes. <laughs> dark you look skin, like ghost, ghost rider skull. Like you can tell what the skull is like. <laughs> you know who he looked like? Walter. What's that guy from uh, Uncut Gems? Uh, the oh, yeah. remember <laughs> yeah, the guy yeah, at yeah. the end of Uncut Gems? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked just <laughs> yeah, he does. Walter Diamond or something. He looked just like that guy, and he had this big crocodile bomber jacket on, full of like L.A. Yeah. Lakers patches. I'm like, okay, Wayne Diamond. Yeah. That's that guy's name. I'm like, okay, this is yeah. somebody, but it wasn't Wayne, and he was there with kind of like um a Coney Island Kardashian, like if <laughs> yeah. if like yeah, Coney yeah, Island yeah. sold Kardashian dolls, yeah, you know, totally. Like off brand, like the eyes are a little crossed, a little heavier. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty girl. I way out of his league physically. I mean, my God, like the guy, you know, anyway, um, I found out later that he's like this famous jacket designer who has like 4 million Instagram followers, <laughs> which is just funny. It's just a polo bar. But how nice were the people there? Everyone remembered me. They were so sweet to us. Very fun. Yeah, they did remember you. Actually, it was very cool. We, we got the best seat. The, um, my fav- my table, corner, my table. Yeah, just a corner, uh, full view of uh, just about everybody in the bar. The back of somebody that we thought was Ryan Reynolds. Remember back that and forth for about twenty minutes. And he kind of yeah. looked at me, and I was like, uh, "Ryan Reynolds is one hundred percent looking at us." And then they left, <laughs> but he was like skinnier, and I was like, "Is that him?" And then we asked our waiter, and the waiter was like, um, "He literally works for Ralph Lauren. His name is Josh yeah, or yeah. something." I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. oops!" <laughs> like I would have one hundred percent said we saw Ryan Reynolds today had, had it not been for that waiter correcting me. Anyway, next morning, um, I go. Uh, I, I feel like I'm really enjoying telling the story, may I just say. Next morning, I go to Today's Show. No complaints. Uh, they're the f- best. I mean, listen, I yeah. shouldn't curse. Bleep me on that. They're too classy for that. They are the best. Hoda and Jenna, I don't think two more welcoming people exist in the industry. Just... I don't know how to put it. That's like, cool. you know when you're That's with cool. someone, and you're like, okay, these are... Like with you, like, these are my friends. Like, okay. You know, what you yeah, see yeah, is yeah. what it's you get. Like easy. It's, yep. it, that is who they are. They're phenomenal. They were so much fun. They were so nice to me. Did the segment afterwards. Um, 
I was like putzing around a little bit. And uh, at one point I went, I got like duty on my bag at one point. Oh God. Like oh. someone like, I got like either bird shit or something on this tote bag I had. And then I was trying to find a place to wipe it down. And there were like no benches left in New York. And so I went to Time Warner Center and this old man like elbowed me. And when I said, excuse me, he was like, go around, go around me. I'm like, I'm, everybody what? has lost their minds. Oh my God. No, I don't think you understand. And I went, you have some very serious anger problems. <laughs> so meanwhile, <laughs> by the way, pot, meat, kettle. Hello. <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay so fast forward now i pack up my things the hotel is like good night and good luck we're doing nothing for you i was i get in um oh the car that the today show booked for me canceled so i had to get an uber fine oh no it's a whole thing so i get to newark got there early newark was actually great i had no problems there my flight was delayed like an hour or two but I don't mind airports weirdly i like if any place where you can have a wine and like stare at people i'm happy you know yeah, Newark is kind of easy to like hang out in for a while. I love Newark. It's my favorite New- of the New York airports. Yeah. So the end of my story, Dan, and then I want to talk about the thing you sent, is that we get to the, um, or I get on the plane. Everybody is so nice. I love United, as you know. But I step on the plane and uh, there's a flight attendant who I see his name tag and it says Portuguese. I'm like, oh, I love the name. And he goes, mm-hmm. oh, I love you. Like he knew me, which is always nice. Oh, I really, nice. I really do well with... Um, flight attendants they always know me <laughs> and i go oh i said can i have an extra united wipe because they have these alcohol wipes that they give to everyone that are the best actually i used it to wipe the duty off my toe that's right <laughs> they're the best keep one in your purse they're always so perfectly soaked they're so clean feeling i love mm. these wipes and they're big they should nice. call it they should call it a uh, duty free because they have it at the airport <laughs> <laughs> i love you so much god you know dan I, my voice goes up every time you make a joke dan Honestly, <laughs> killing me. It's really stupid, yeah. So anyway, I get to my seat. I'm in, and the lady who was there was so sweet. Everyone's so friendly. I'm like, oh, my people. Like, finally, I'm leaving New York, you know. Sitting yeah. in the uh, window of the emergency exit row, which I call business class for the poor. And that's the one that I always try to pick. Yeah, it's the best seat. By the way, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Best seat in the house. Window, yeah, yeah. you have more room. Yeah, it's I actually can I make an argument that if you want to sleep, I think it's a better seat than business because business, you can't lean against the, the wall. And True. here you can really curl up in that wall. It's really nice. Yeah. And it's like a thirty five dollar upgrade. It's like that's best. that's my seat. So there's kind of another um, Coney Island Kardashian sitting in the aisle and she's very <laughs> antsy. Like she just can't wait to get up. I, her energy mm. really bothered me. Turns out she wanted to swap seats with the guy next to her boyfriend. Fine by me. Uh, so this very lovely guy comes to the aisle and we have no one in between us. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to jinx it. But kink, 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 you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like and slowly more and more people are, are filing down the aisle of the plane. It's really getting busy. And there's a gentleman about four or five rows up, also window, like my seat, who has tattoos on his face. And the flight attendants come over to him. (laughs) These are the same people. That's what? That like like looked after you in London. Wait, who? The people that looked after you in London. Like, don't you remember? They stopped in and made sure that you were okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. On Oxford (laughs) Street. Yes, on Oxford Street. That's right. Well, yes, exactly. I know. Face chatted people. You're right. Oh, my God. I was like, who? Because I've been chased literally so many times in London. I was like, <laughs> which time when I was being followed in London did someone? Oh, my God. Yes. When I went into Primark. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. They were so nice. Those yeah. boys. Well, so this guy, maybe actually, you know what? 
Okay, funny you say that because I didn't even connect this, but hear me out. So the attendant goes over and the gate agent and is like, you need to get out of your seat. We've, we've double booked the seat. And I, I swear people were filming this. Don't even ask. And this guy was like, I fucking paid for the seat. I paid for the seat. I paid for it. I'm sitting at 15 F. I remember he's like 15 F. That's my seat. And yeah. they're like, no, we have to put you in a different seat. Now, listen, I'm on the what? guy's side. I'm on the guy's yeah. side. If they double booked it and he's in that seat first, I don't care yeah. what the code says. He exactly. was there first. The other person has to change seats. Yeah. Full- double book it. By the Stop. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They fucked Absolutely. up. And let me tell you where he fucked up. I'm going to tell you something funny. So they, they say to him, so now I'm, and the guy's up and he's cursing. There's like, now it's like a melee on the plane. He's cursing. He's like, fuck this. And they bring him to the back of the plane. And I'm like, oh my God, like they're going to pull him off the plane. Like they're going to, he's going to get arrested because he's really, he was really like losing his shit. And I'm, I hate to say it, but also because of the face tattoos, I don't think there was like an immediate trust built between him and the people working there. There's like automatic not for me. So I'm looking at this nice new guy who's sitting next to me and we became friends. Like I gave him gum, you know, I'm always nice. And, uh, I always give gum. That's my move. I'm like, do you want gum? They always say yes. It's how I befriend the people on the plane. So, um, they're walking this guy up and I'm like, he's for sure coming between us. I'm like, there's no, it's by far the last seat on the plane. Like, yeah, sure enough. And he kind of reeks of weed. They put him down right in between us. And I like immediately, and he's really fired up. And I'm like, I immediately take the part of like negotiator where I'm like, this is a better seat. I go, listen, I go, it's fucked up. But I go, you got a better seat. You got the two nicest people on the plane here. Let's just have a nice flight. It's so late. We've been delayed. I'm like, just, I'm like really talking him off the ledge. And he's like, no, I know. And and he's like, but it's fucked. He's so angry. And I'm like, I get it. it. I I agree. I go, you're right. But let's just go home. And And really what I wanted to tell him is, and I think I did say it is, just relax and you can get your money back. Like they'll refund the whole yes. flight to you. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. See, this yeah. is the thing. I was like, you have yes. to just, this has happened to me before. It just calm down. You yeah. have the right to get your money back now. So just don't yeah. make a stink because you're making it worse for yourself. That's the whole thing. Yeah, actually I've done the same thing. Yeah. And it was, and, and it was one of those things where like, by the time I got home, I was so like crazed. I was like yelling at somebody on the phone, which I never do. But uh, yeah. yeah, you just call up, the, call up the bank and like, yeah, I didn't get the seat I booked. So it goes away. But I'll yeah, tell you something. United would have probably given him at the very least a voucher. They're very generous, I find, at least with their miles and vouchers. Now, that could yeah. be like white girl privilege. I don't know. But I'm sorry. Well, they should have offered it immediately with, when they said like, get out of your seat. Listen to me. Without a doubt, I agree. I don't know the rules. He got, listen, he got fucked. But in the meantime, so he's in between us. He had the worst breath, by the way. I was like vomiting the entire flight. His breath smelled like hot garbage. And then the drink thing came around and I was like, ooh, finally. (laughs) Like he can like (laughs) moisten the old gullet. And it did not do anything. But I was like also laughing. Like this is just this 36 hours. Like I'm talking down a guy who nearly got arrested. (laughs) Like all of this stuff is happening. But weirdly, like a motherly instinct kicked in for me where I was like, he, I would have been pissed too. I was on his side, but I was like, listen, you're fucked, but like, just sit here and shut up and let's just go because otherwise yeah. we're fucked. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he did do that. He kind of calmed down. Then, uh, the guy, remember, I thought the guy Portuguese who knew me, y'all, yeah. y'all, his name was Josh. He had two, <laughs> he had two name tags on one. <laughs> his name is Josh. And the other that he spoke Portuguese, Oh, <laughs> which by the way, guy next to me, face tats, spoke fluent Portuguese. And so they were chatting and I was saying to Uh, my, I don't know the guy's name, but I was like, Oh, isn't he so lovely? And he was like, he's so nice. Like Josh really came to the rescue. 
Yeah, yeah. He came around, offered us free drinks, free food. Like he was so sweet to us. And then the end of the story is that when I got off the flight and I knew he was going to do it. Isn't this funny? I got off the plane. He made a Ziploc bag with like a hundred wipes in it for me. He was like, thank you again. I was like, you're the best. Nice. So, that was nice. The, also hot pilot. I was like, good night. Meanwhile, I looked, I had face tattoos. I looked so bad. I was like, bye. <laughs> Left the plane. And that was, I came home and that was my, it was like, I felt like Uncle Matt from Fraggle Rock where I was like in New York in my like cargo shorts, like I'm an out of town or like, how do things work here? I've never been to the big city. Like it just felt, ugh. everything was breaking me there. And that was my 36 hours in New York. Amazing. But Dan, anything else? I, thank you for letting me share my tale. Uh, no, that was amazing. It's a good <laughs> bitch. And the thing with the bags and then getting pushed by the old man. And his wife was like, in a foreign language, was just like talking him down. And I was like, this man, he elbowed me kind of hard. It was like he was putting yeah. his backpack on, but like elbowed me. And I'm like, excuse me. He went, get rock around. It was nuts. <laughs> it was nuts. I just, everyone, I think my theory is that you're living in a city where I hate to say it, but at the moment, nothing seems pretty there. Everything is like dirty. We have a mayor who doesn't yeah. know what the fuck he's doing. We have uh, true. nobody can afford to live there when it comes to Ubers, food, housing. Everyone financially is so strapped. And then yeah. on top of it, what benefit do you get from that? Living on top of one another, having to deal with each other nose to nose at all times during a pandemic. Like, I'm telling you, it makes sense. I It's why I left. Yeah. I'm like, this is, I can sense in my own self that this is not healthy for me. Like, I can't be here during this. I mean, I'm having a great time, but I am uh, <laughs> sticking around in Brooklyn. Like, but you're in I'm Brooklyn, which is a little local. different. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I was just, just before this, I was in my community garden, like, you know, tending to my plants and stuff. Like, I'm having a fun time. <laughs> How are the veggies in your little garden, Dan? Oh, they're they're well rooted and uh, flowering mm. and that's fantastic. Yeah. Couldn't say the same about me. <laughs> Couldn't say the same about me. I'm not well-rooted and I'm not flowering. Uh, do you want to talk about this thing you sent me quickly? Dan sent me this article from medium.com. Now I have a question. The name of the yeah. author is Queen Mo. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah. I'm, is yeah, this written by you, a man or a woman? I thought it was written by a man, but then I got to the bottom and uh, the the name of the author is the same as the, I think the same as the, wife's name that he's like bragging about so maybe it's like i actually don't even know if this is going to make sense to me the thing says a husband's theory why men leave women like my wife oh wait a minute maybe hold on i met my wife when i was 30 she was 23 they clicked oh no man i was the 11th man in her life Here's my point is imagine that you're that wife and you just like all of a sudden the times thwacks against the door you you know yeah <laughs> shake it open you're excited and it just says why men by the way it is by her husband like i clicked through and it's by Jay, even though it looks like it's by queen it's i it's see is her husband. is the wife's name queen mo is that what it is yes i see i see i like that name queen mo yeah. it sounds like um a simpsons thing i don't know it's making me laugh why men leave women <laughs> like my wife what is the point of this, Dan? It says she's really pretty. <laughs> Most would call this beauty, maybe this is where you got it from, conventional. <laughs> the common consensus is my wife is gorgeous. Um, second, she is tall and slim. I'm like seething as I read this. I'm like, hmm. Although shapely, accompanied by large breasts. I wouldn't want any man <laughs> writing this article about me, like describing me like this. She looks strong and has, he's describing, describing like a Labrador. 
silken, beautiful hair that <laughs> cascades right down her crack. <laughs> but what is this? It's just like raving about his wife. And it says, the conventionally pretty woman, when a woman is stunning, it means two things. One, everywhere she goes, people notice her, which means they also notice you. Oh, that's interesting. As a man. Oh, I see. Yeah. So he finds that a challenge. I mean, that was that was my when we, when we went to the polo club, like everybody was eyeballing you and I was like, how do I measure up to this? Wait, are you being serious when you say that? Yeah, kind of, because I don't go to these fancy places. Oh, that's I mean, nice. I, I think I looked okay, but yeah. No, but were they looking at me is what I meant. They were looking yeah. at me. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Dan. Oh, and Dan. That was nice. I wore a very um, fitted, dare I say, conventionally shapely dress. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly was. Thank you. You know who did not check me out one time was the jacket designer. Oh, he yeah, never he looked focused over. Yeah. He was on his phone a lot. Um, then it says when someone's beautiful, the partner is now under a critical lens. Well, I know I have like girlfriends or I've read like women who marry like hot guys. And I'll say this as yeah. someone who has shockingly dated handsome men, uh, you know, here and there. <laughs> you do feel jealous actually because you're just like oh they're gonna get so mm. much attention and then you're oh, kind of interesting and then you're it's it is a real thing where it's like why is she with him like why is he with her why is he with her <laughs> like uh he, when he should be with me i'm hotter than she is there oh, is wow. like a weird competitive okay. now i i never considered it from the opposite lens because i always feel like men aren't as insecure as women physically like they just don't care as much but maybe mm. Um, it says, too, she is the target for other attention. So if Queen Mo and I go out, I lo- will you call me Queen Mish? I like that name, Queen. It's so cute. <laughs> and I go out, we don't make it obvious we're together. So men and women approach her. That's interesting. Even if they uh, know we're together, they can't help themselves. Oh, so she's getting hit on constantly in front of him. Yeah, that's like a deep water situation. That's interesting. The intelligent woman. Wait, meanwhile, is this article about me? <laughs> is this article about me? <laughs> The cliche, a man cannot stand a woman who is smarter than him. It's true. Unfortunately, they exist. Listen, it's true. This also comes into play regarding salary. Mm -hmm. Um, Men don't want to be the person their friends make fun of because his partner is smarter or wealthier. To those guys, I say, get over yourself. I guess I'm going to die alone. Guess I'm going to die. Guess what this article is saying. fun of, would you make fun of somebody, would you make fun of a girlfriend or, or a guy friend? Yeah. Who's never husband or partner makes more than that. Like, come on. You know what I would say? It's absurd. Teach me to be like you. Yeah, exactly. Literally, please teach yeah. me to be like fucking you. Cause I'm not like that. My mother cries every day that I'm not like that. Believe me. She, I, the <laughs> first thing she said was Mary rich. Here I am. Here I am in an Airbnb in Miami, Florida, living the high life. <laughs> All right. The needy woman. Sure. We've heard some guy somewhere, a woman call a woman needy. So you're a guy you want to fuck, then fall asleep, but she wants to cuddle. You can't stand it. Would it there, I'll read you the highlighted sentence coming up. Sharing something intimate with a person followed by orgasm. This is so sexy. And then the expectation to leave you alone is unrealistic. Yeah. Well, men are living in, you know what the fucked up thing about, what, by the way, I love this article and thank you for sending it. Yeah. The fucked up thing about men these days, I find, especially like maybe guys in their like early thirties, let's call it not necessarily older men is they sex is so easy to get now that they actually are like, if anybody emotionally attaches to them, it's like you fucking freak. Like you want to emotionally <laughs> attach it. And I'm saying this amongst heterosexual couplings. I don't know if it happens in different, you know, couplings but 
yes, there is. I'm sorry. Like, I get emotionally attached a little bit unless I really hate the person. But like, you know, it happens. Well, is it usually a daytime scenario or a nighttime scenario? Because I think that's different. Well, like, are you cuddling during the... Does does the uh, moment of intimacy followed by orgasm happen during the day? So then you have to cuddle for a while in the middle of the day. That's like annoying. I mean, I, I think it mostly happens at night. Like okay. if you're going, if you're dating somebody, uh, you know, it's rare that you're like catching a uh, matinee yeah, and then like fucking before heading to Bar Central. You get it. Like it's not, yeah, <laughs> although it yeah, sounds perfect true. to me, a perfect <laughs> afternoon. May I just say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Post-sex affection wasn't on my radar. I've had women slam doors behind them in anger because of it. Yes, <laughs> I've made mistakes. Causing a person to feel less human because of their needs is selfish. Wow, Queen King Mo is is amazing. I love <laughs> yeah. King Mo. Um, the horny woman couldn't leave this one out. King Mo says, "Oh, how scary it is to find a woman who truly loves sex." I'm telling you, nothing freaks a guy out. How can this possibly be true? I don't believe this. <laughs> nothing freaks a guy out more than a partner who is sexually freer than they could ever be. That oh, they're well, not, I could see that. I don't know if I buy that. I, they're not. I, we should trade phones, trade apps for a day because I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that would be great. Uh, it scares men so much they found a way to control it. Wow, this is real by degrading women through language. Sluts, whores, bitches, C mm. words, but he uses it. Mm. We're not strangers to the, the narrative that men can have as many partners, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he has a point. I got He's right. I'm, I'm with you now. Yeah. Like a woman who just like wants it all. Like, and it's funny if you flip that narrative that we just described of a woman who like wants to fuck and get out without intimacy, she's like an actual freak. Think about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Kind of. It's not me, but like, yeah. Right, right. Okay. So basically, this article. I think, but for guys too, like you have to have like like a little bit, like have a 30 seconds of like uh, calming down before. You leave. <laughs> like, no, yeah. no, yeah, exactly. No, it's yeah, yeah. well, you've never had sex at a Taco Bell drive thru. By the time that crunch wrap's ready, <laughs> piping hot, my wrap's all done. Wait, let me say something though. This article is so funny because basically it's a love letter to his wife. Yes. It's like really kind of funny. It says nothing real. It's all about how <laughs> yeah, she's stunning, not. smart. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. A, a freak in the sheets. Intelligent. <laughs> um, rich. Ne- ri- so fucking rich. Needy in the best way. And I'm expecting him to come to like some sort of conclusion as to why. I mean, basically, his point is that weaker men than him are yes. intimidated by women like this. But he's King yes. Mo, baby. So he's yeah. into this. Because literally yeah. the end of this article, which I'll read because I know you have to go, says... She is a threat to men's self-esteem, feeble egos, so men leave her. Wow, this is really true, though. And part with colorful words of farewell. Goodbye. I wish somebody would break up with me like this. Goodbye, you crazy, needy slut. I wish. (laughs) Dan, will you please sign off our segment saying that to me? I need to hear a man say that to me, but let me finish it. Goodbye. I wish. Oh, oh, I would be over the moon if someone said goodbye you crazy needy slut i'd be like this motherfucker don't play because in the end it is never exactly it is never a man's fault until next time my friends this this last sentence i'm gonna read 
I can't even believe my eyes. I can't open my eyes. I'm I'm doing the um, waiting for Guffman, Catherine O'Hara thing where I'm closing my eyes and I'm looking at you. <laughs> like, I can't. Until next time, my friends, fuck well and celebrate women for all they are because let's face it, they don't need us. You know what? I like it. I actually like it. And I agree with them. I swear I do. We don't. That's the thing. Like in this day and age, that's what's threatening Republicans is that we don't need them. And so they're like, oh, really? Yeah, well, now you're going to have our fucking babies. Like yeah, you got right, it right. too good. Women, we're going to fuck you over. Yeah. So in a way, King Mo, I agree. <laughs> By the way, our guest this week is uh, one of the funniest women. I am obsessed with her. She is not only hysterically funny, she's so friendly. She's wonderful. Um, she's the star of the second season of Starstruck, which she's created. She's really brilliant, and I'm very excited to befriend her because I love her. Uh, Rose Matafeo, she's here with us. But before we get to her, Dan, do you want to sign off on this um, extended edition of the Dan Mish Hour? Goodbye, you crazy, needy slut. All right. Now I'm feeling something. Yes. (laughs) All right. There's a bag of wipes at the door for you, Dan. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. All right. Let's get to Rose. She has a show called Starstruck. Um, Season one, one of the best, I mean, there's a reason you're like now known in America. The show is so hilariously funny. You star in it, you created it, you wrote it, produced it. It is streaming on HBO Max. Season two is out now. But Rose, you're also on my favorite English show called Taskmaster. And it's the fucking best. It is. I actually have more questions about Taskmaster just because honestly, so much of it Anyway, Rose Matafeo. No, 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 hang on. No, no, I'm just, also, I'm just so, it's so exciting to hear someone with an American accent enjoy Taskmaster, UK Taskmaster. Because it's just strange um, that, it, you know, it, it, it's made it, uh, its way across there. It's the best, right? I'm a fan of it. I watch it myself. I'm watching the, the latest series um, that's out coming out on the UK week to week, obsessed with it. Well, I'll tell you the reason why I know it. And this is again, like this whole, this entire interview is just a single white female you uh, into like genuinely being afraid of me. I spend so much time in London. I've been there like close to probably eight months during the pandemic. So I am knee deep in tipping point, the chase. Taskmaster, um, Tenable. What are the other shitty shows? Oh my I god! I mean, I'm all a real, of them. Um, I'm a real escape to the country gal at the at this moment. Yeah, like all of those. Um, <laughs> um, buying you know like a um a, a French chateau and doing it up. Like I, I am just that's all I'm doing during the days, and I am loving it. It's so good. It's so good to have someone who does the same cultural references. The yes. Someone says tipping point. I'm going. This is the person I, I, I can I can talk to. We can, oh, we can hold a, dis- a, a discussion. <laughs> Rose, let me say something. If that's all it took to connect us, then <laughs> buckle up because I watch it every night. I have like a VPN. The sound of the discs moving <laughs> the other ones, the the chiming. I love the host who I'm in love with, like all of it. You know, I met him. Ben Shepard, I met Tell him. Tell me everything. No, okay, stop. So he, uh, it was amazing. <laughs> he was, he came to a Taskmaster recording. <gasps> came to a Taskmaster recording, you know, in the studio when we, um, um, during my series. And, um, and I was like, I, and a lot of people like in the lead up to like, you know, Starstruck Press or whatever, they, and they always ask the kind of question like, who are you the most Starstruck by? And genuinely my answer has been Shepard every time. <laughs> I'm like, oh it was great. It was crazy. Like I saw him. I was like, um, well, it's so great to meet you. And then he said, and he hasn't come good on this. Um, 
that I, 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 I could come and do celebrity tipping point and <gasps> I haven't been able to yet. My friend Joel Domit uh, did it. And I was like, well, hang on. Like, did Ben actually like, you know, get you involved? I am desperate to do it because it's just the best out there. First of all, for those Americans who don't know Tipping Point, it's a it's an afternoon game show. It's on at, I think, um, four o'clock uh, UK time. And when they do the celebrity editions, which are like special weekend editions, mm-hmm. they dig up the corpses of people that have like two strands of hair, one tooth. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard of any it's celebrity Tipping Point. They wheel these Hannibal Lecter people out. I'm like, I have no fucking clue who this person is. You're actually famous. Like you have, and you're young. Like you have your whole life ahead of you. All of the, I do all of the, uh, well, now it's, I'm, I'm just astonished that I get to go on the celebrity versions of these things. I'm like, what? <laughs> like I, I went, I did celebrity pointless, um, yeah. which is another great game show. And, uh, with my friend David, and that was so much fun. Cause I, cause I, I have a love and respect for the, um, medium of television. I'm real. And I'm real game love, shows and game shows and, specifically. Like I, Yes. Love. I, I just, every game show, I'm just like such a fan. So I do get lots of offers of doing all these like, you know, game shows and stuff. And like to the extent where my agents had to step in and being like, I don't know if, I don't know if you should be doing this at this point in your career. And I'm like, <laughs> but I want to, I want to do the game. I want to win the games. So, um, yes, I think hopefully it comes across as some sort of, I mean, a terrible reference, but you know, the James Franco kind of, you know, when he did the soap opera thing and people were like, Oh, it's yes. ironic. Oh, it's kind of cool like and so ironic. tongue in cheek, tongue in yeah. cheek. Meanwhile, I'm driving off in like a new Fiat, crying from happiness. <laughs> like, I, you know, I can't can't fit in it. I'm just like I fucking love game shows. To me, it's the one thing that combines the benefit of a talk show. You have regular people. It's their moment to shine. Mm-hmm. It's the true 15 minutes. And watching idiots lose yeah. and smart people win, it is just the most satisfying thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder in England because I have a big. Um, I have so many chips on my shoulders. Oh, I'm so excited to tell you about all of them. <laughs> but here in the states, we don't really have a lot of female game show hosts. Yeah, and. I have a lot of, please, I could write a thesis on the difference between UK and American television when it comes to um, the appearance of people. Like in the UK, they're happy to put just any talented person on TV here. They'll take the least talented person with abs and make them a star. It's just, it's it's deadly to me. It's why I hate yeah. it here. But um, do you, there are some female game show hosts in uh, in England. There's Victoria Corin Mitchell, who does um, Only Connect. Um, she was on, she's on Taskmaster, a, a, a more recent a series of Taskmaster, which hopefully will come out. She is, um, she's incredible. She's um, also like a poker champion and um, wow. very intelligent uh, woman. Um, she hosts Only Connect. I know that Sandy Totsford does, um, you know, QI, mm. which is yes, a love her. vibe. But I don't think there's nearly enough women doing um, game shows and panel shows. And I mean, it's the same with late night, isn't it? Like, you know, and yeah. in the US and everyone's like, it's time. And you're like, it's never time. No one's actually doing it. No one's actually just, all you got to do is hire a woman. They had to make a whole fake ass movie about a woman hosting a late night. It's hilarious. Late night show. And even then you're like, well, so is, this, is this what we get? Is, okay. So we get the movie late night, but we just don't actually get a late night. Um, An actual. Well, now we're so busy having our forced births that there's going to be no way now there's going to be a woman in late night because of all the kids yeah. we're going to be forced to have. Yeah. So, you know, know, it's, it's interesting what you say yeah. about like the difference in like the UK and the US in, in terms of like the people you see on television. It's, it's so funny that only uh, the difference of like the show coming out in the UK and in the US is like, it's so funny. And I've said this before, like in other interviews, but it's like such well-intentioned 
body positivity about mm. my character and myself and starstruck, which is the funniest fucking thing ever because it's like reading tweets where you're like, God, it's so refreshing to see a mid-sized woman <laughs> just grab her chubby, chubby stomach on on set, on recorded forever on a television series. <laughs> she is so brave to be out there with her her, 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 and her body looking like that and like a normal gal. And I'm just like, oh, my God, no, I didn't. I, it didn't even cross oh my, my God. mind that being that so funny. And my, and, and my show was an act of bravery. It's such a funny thing. And then, but then it's, you know, it's, it's such a lovely thing because, you know, clearly there is, there's not many people you know, maybe just in mainstream uh, US television with, with bodies like that. And, and uh, in the UK, it's a bit more, you know, you see a bit oh. more diversity in that sense. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was so funny. I'm just like, just getting to his like, Thank you for representing mid-sized nice. women. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I thought I was skinny. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> by the way, so skinny. <laughs> I'm howling like legitimately with dying laughter because uh, I listen, it's, it is not easy here. I was on a panel show on a daytime show. That's, that's yeah. like the loose women of America yeah. and I'm six foot one. And these women who are quite well known are all five, two. And when I tell you that it looked like a Lord of the Rings reboot every day, we would walk out into the stage and we'd be sitting, they'd have to have my chair literally to, I'd be on a sitting cross-legged on a mat as they oh were on actual God. chairs with legs and I was still hulking over them. And it's, it's really right. hard, like even forgetting the weight. It's funny you say that because lately, like I've always been someone who's been very self-conscious of my curves, you know, and not being super skinny and whatever else. And everyone's always like, you're so hard on yourself. I'm like, I'm not hard on myself. I'm a realist. Like if I go to a store and I can't find something that fits, I'm going to talk about it. It happened, you know? Um, but that being said, now in this kind of horrible age we're both existing in, mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, should I be like leaning into that to make money? Like, who cares anymore? Maybe I'm like, yeah, I'm a fat bit. I eat every fucking day. <laughs> so much fucking disgusting food. Pay me money to talk about what a disgusting slob I am exactly. daily. Because let me get that check. That's how well, I feel. I think, I think it's, it's, it's particularly, I just don't see it happen as much with men. At all, I think Ever. the nuance, but which is specifically like the ver- the nuances and complexities of being a human being in this world. Uh, men are allowed to have so many of those, and women are just constantly forced to be categorized into in it's, it's and it's like you know well intentioned categories. Or you're like, oh my god, you're like you know a plus size woman, a mid size woman, all this stuff. But it's still this weird category that you kind of put in, and then you know, kind of it's it's somehow commodified in a way and it just feels so um, so weird it's like, oh my god I'm you're talking about you you know you being amazingly six one that's an incredible height and well, I'm going to add it to the height charts that I I I, I hold um okay. I was doing the Kelly Clarkson show last time I was in LA and um it was Kelly Clarkson and Jessica Alba and no joke go look at the photos like of us all having to pose together I look like I'm I'm <laughs> with my two little gorgeous doll daughters. Like I, I look like the mother who like has like you know I, I look like mother old mother Hubbard or something like with you know but I'm gonna die. That is so funny. Tiny ladies underneath my arms. 
So yeah, I know. I totally feel, I feel you on that. My um, grandparents on my dad's side were only like five foot one. My joke is like, we don't ask too many questions, you know, cause I don't really wow. want to know. But that being said, when they came to my college graduation and they, we were like not that close, but they walked on either side of me and it, and everyone was like, who the fuck are they? And I joked that I showed up with good and evil cause they looked like my con, they were so little. I was like, no, <laughs> they, it, it looked ungodly is the answer. Wait. <laughs> Small. And it just didn't look like it was, it didn't look right. Also, I love, I love that. that you say mid-sized women. Every time you say that, which I, I've never heard that term, I think of a mid-sized sedan. Like only in America, we only refer to cars that way. So I'm like mid-sized. You know, and it's, it, it kills me that I'm even like, you know, use the terminology in the sense of like, you know, because I know. there is, there is, like, I'm, like, I'm not fucking mid-sized. Like, I'm just a fucking size. Like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I'm, it's, it's, it's just, it, I am so, I don't want, I, I'm going to stop identifying with anything. I think actually that's why I'm, I'm going completely um, identityless. I'm going to slip away into Beautiful. the shadows. I'm going to yeah. become mist. I am, no one will know <laughs> what I am. Mid-sized mist. Mid-sized mist. Mid-sized mist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even when I'm mist, I'm mid-sized. Even when I'm mist, I'm, I'm brave for kind of putting myself out there. Um, this uh, is, you're so hilariously funny. We have a lot of mutual friends. friends. Oh my I'm God. obsessed with you. I'm like, I feel now like I don't even want to interview you. I just want to like watch you and laugh. <laughs> I'm in that mode. I'm like, keep talking. Um, how tall are you, by the way? I'm five. Oh, shit. I always get this wrong. I'm 177 centimeters, which I think uh, is yeah. 510. Yeah, that's nice and tall. Okay. Yeah. It's my mother's height. It's the perfect height because you can wear heels without making people flee. Like if I put heels on, it's an immediate fleeing on the streets because I'm like six, three, six, four in heels. It's a lot. It's gorgeous though. My God. Oh, I mean, I, I remember though, there was a bit of soundtrack where um, I, cause I'm the same height as Nikesh. And, um, but then like there was a bit where I was wearing heels and it was like, and, and I was like, I'm going to take my, for some, for some, find a reason to take the heels off, like, and hold them. Um, yeah. Cause otherwise in an argument, I'd just be, I'd be like over him. Like, you know, like, like I'm on stilts. Like I'm like, I'm winning that argument. I think we have to be kind of the same height to have an argument. I'm not sure. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My mom is also taller than my dad. And in every photo they took of me, like growing up together, she would take her heels off. And then when we would get the actual paper prints would fold them at the knees and then put them in frames so that you couldn't see her bare feet, oh, like in gowns and everything. Yeah. My yeah. God, that mm-hmm. is an incredible thing. I look up when I'm feeling insecure, when I'm trying to like date anyone or date, but you know, date men, um, I often look up famous celebrity couples where the woman was taller than the guy. It's the best. So it's, it's like, I've got them on, like, you know, Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise, obviously, oh. um, and Bancroft and Mel Brooks, a huge one for oh, me. Obsessed. Yeah. I call them tallie smallies. Tallie smallies. Um, <laughs> that's what I refer to them as, Tolly Smallies. Rod it. Stewart. Rod Stewart always yeah. dates giants. Uh, yes, he does. Tom Holland and Zendaya are like the new Tolly Smalley couple yeah, that everyone's losing their Smalley. shit about. But it does take a very confident... Um, Stanley Tucci's wife is quite tall. She's your height, I want to yeah, say. Is she? I've yes. never seen them side by side. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's always usually oh, they hate for- each other. They hate <laughs> yeah, each other. They're, they're never <laughs> together. No, because he's, he's always recording his videos on his Instagram. So you can hear yeah. her voice. Oh my God, I sound like an absolute creep as well. Yeah. I know the ins and outs of Stanley Tucci's online presence. But, um, oh, he's wonderful. Yeah, he's, oh he's my gorgeous. God. Great, great guy. Okay. Um, before we get into like a taskmaster and I know, see, this is why all the tech what things. What taskmaster wanted... do you have? Because I always love to talk about okay. anything about taskmaster because um, I feel like not enough people get the goss on it, you know? 
They really don't. And I'm ready to ask. Um, So I guess when I'm watching it as someone who does have a lot of who's like quite self-conscious, I'm funny, but like sometimes I don't want to look a fool. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a little like, "Mm." I always think like, would I let that go to be on the show? Like when they make me like put a pie in the face and because everyone looks absolutely just stupid. It, It purposefully makes people look ridiculous. Did you let that go? Was that something you were worried about? Because I feel like I would not be able to do the show because I would be like, I don't know, I'm not fun. But maybe it's oh, just I, you're in my the moment. My question would be, how competitive do you think you are, though? Oh, I'm uh, genuinely one of the most competitive people. Like, I, okay. I'm so wild. This is, yeah. This is a, because that it's, it's w- which devil wins. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and wow. when you're competitive, you'll just do anything to win the thing. So I think I'm, I mean, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not like, the coolest cucumber. Like I am so, I, I, I have no, um, there's nothing to preserve if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? There's no dignity to preserve. There's no coolness to preserve in my persona, um, mm. my outward facing persona. Um, so I have nothing to lose. So, uh, it's, and I'm deeply competitive. So I will do whatever it takes to sort of get the job done. The only thing I was ever a bit self-conscious about in Taskmaster was being perceived as competitive. I very much really? wanted to be the people's princess, um, which really worked in my favor because wow. um, Ed Gamble um, was like the villain. Who I love. My villain. Yes. I mean, Ed yeah. is one of my good, good, good friends. Um, uh, and we fought a, a lot on the series of Taskmaster. There's a real sibling energy to it where we yell at each other quite a bit. Um but I did tell I, I did his podcast and the Taskmaster podcast and I did say to him I was like I yeah I was I wanted to be the I wanted to be I wanted to be in this congeniality you know what I mean but I would do um you know I look so I look so stupid in so many of the tasks um but the the the, the times you feel most stupid is when you like fuck up for like a mm. tiny thing that you just didn't read the task right or you or you just got, didn't get away with something and like they do like a, you know, slow motion replay or something and like you miscounted something or, or whatever. And that is the most humiliating thing. I, I, I think I nearly, I, 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 te- I was tearing up in some episodes because I was so upset about how. I could feel, I feel it. Yeah. And by the way, okay. for those American listeners or any listeners who don't know the show, give like a 15 second, like what is the show for people who've Taskmaster, never seen it? Yes, it's a very good idea. So Taskmaster is a show um, created by Alex Horn, uh, who um, co-hosts it with uh, Greg Davis, um, who um, it's basically five comedians uh, have to do a number of tasks and compete doing those stupid tasks. So like tasks that we would have done now. Um, they're, 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 they're at the level of like, create like an egg timer but not using any like means like traditional means of like timing something so you just have to like make something up or like one of them was um serenade yourself or one of them was uh like some of them are like really annoying ones like taste all these fucking ice blocks and like guess guess what flavors they are and then and then blindfolded rearrange them into the colors of the rainbow it's just like it's it's from the mental mind of Alex Horn, who's who's the best and the worst at the same time, um, like a sick genius, obviously. A sick genius, yeah. And, and you so, talking about it? Sorry to interrupt you. You talking about it? What I realized would be the worst thing for me what? is um, not being able to like complete a task that everyone else did. Like watching the footage yeah. back and yeah. seeing something simple. Like a lot of the things are like, wait, like there was one right where the bag had to hold a bunch of stuff and yes. just like weird things. And not being able to be smart enough for something when I really pride myself on being always like. I have to be the smartest, you know, I'm annoying. Really? It would, also, I think it would actually kill me. Yeah. It's such a public humiliation because 
so you, so basically all, all five contestants, you know, that you, you, you film your tasks in isolation. You're not allowed to talk to each other about any of it. Like it's a real hard rule. Like even if like me and Ed are friends, but we would never, ever, ever talk about it. Like wow. we could never talk about the tasks, never say how we went, anything like that. Um, until there is, um, until we shoot all of the studio based stuff, which is where we all, you know, are in the room together watching the tasks for the first time since we did them. And so, and for the first time reacting to how we did and how everyone else did. So like everything that you see in the studio is, is so like raw and real. There's like nothing you can rehearse with your reactions to it. Oh my God. And that's what I think the massive strength of the show is, is that like, it's you, it's showing these like the, such the true nature of some of these comedians. Like sometimes you see your favorite comedian's going to be on it. And they, 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 they turn into someone else. And that's what, I, <laughs> that's I what would happen to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, It's so funny. Monster. Oh, I would be the, I would be the villain. I don't know if you know Omarosa from The Apprentice. Yeah, like, oh I would God. be the most that, that, hated. That, that word, just saying Omarosa is like the most like, it's like a, it's like a trigger point that like you, like, ta- you've taken me back to <laughs> being so nice. Omarosa. I would be the Omarosa of Taskmaster. And actually, you know what I realized hearing you talk about it? Like, I want to go on it and I would be very good. I just had that moment where actually, listen, I want to move to London. We should talk about it yeah. because how do I do that? And also, um, <laughs> am I making a huge mistake? I'm ready to cut off all of my American roots. Like I'm, really? I've, I've had it. Yeah. Where are you from originally in America? I'm actually uh, from Miami, where I am as we speak. I try to make the angle look as least Floridian as possible, which includes <laughs> having removed this. This is an Airbnb, which was behind me for some of my Zooms. And I was oh like, no. Gosh. So I took that down. But, um, but yeah, I'm from wow, Miami, a, lived in a, New York. Yeah. What a huge, yeah, what a huge thing to come from. So then you lived in New York. And then if you love, if you love New York, then I think London is a great place. Like I only just went to New York again for the first time since I was you know, young recently and I was like oh this is the best like I can see it how long how many days were you there for I was there for quite a like maybe three weeks in total maybe or just under three weeks or something um yeah doing all like press stuff for Starstruck when it came out um and bits and bobs but it was it was it was cool man (laughs) it was fun well listen there's no place more fun including London like New York will be but it is when you've been there a long enough time you truly feel like you've been in a war like I feel like I'm a Vietnam vet like I just need like a wheelchair and you you know I'm just you missed me by a month I was there I'm basically pushing it to the exact six month visa thing yeah and praying that they don't like yell at me but We'll yeah. see. I'm hoping to come back for the summer. I just really enjoy it. First of all, I like dating there much better than in the States. Oh, okay. Sorry. Tell me more about this because I can't, I live in London and I don't know how to date here. It's because you're famous. That's the problem. No, 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 I'm no. I'm going to tell you the I mean, first problem because you're famous. Well, but, Sorry. No, okay. Oh my God. But uh, no, it's, well, no. It you did, are. That did, happen, that did happen on Hinge actually. It was very funny. See? Like, I, I, I was talking to all these guys and then like I won the Edinburgh Comedy Award and then all of them uh, were like, oh, congratulations on the Comedy Award. I actually saw you. At the, um, the, so, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> no, it's over. It's over. Wait, wait. Uh, when I've seen me do stand-up, they yeah. know so much about me already. They have the upper hand because I, I... Completely. Oh, it's so bad, man. 
Okay, so you enjoy dating him. Well, why? What was the difference? Well, I do because, well, oh God, you know, the longer I've done it, now I'm like also like embittered. Like, um, well, I mean, I guess it's okay. You're 100% right that I have a real issue, especially without like permission, I guess, when guys will go and then like binge my podcast. Yeah. You know, and I always say on dates, like I'm like, oh, I don't talk about dates on the podcast because I'm always like, well, I wouldn't want someone talking about what I'm like on a date, you know. But the problem is they're getting performer me, not me me. And there is a more tender, not by much, but a slightly more tender woman who on a date, like I'm flirty or I'm a little more feminine, you know, it's that kind of versus this host mode that I get into where I'm got to be funny and this and that. Um, And so it bothers me because I'm like, all right, you think this is who I am and that you're dating this like hologram person. But actually, um, I'm probably much worse, frankly. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you're getting a much worse version of me. So I don't know what your issue is. But there's no way to say to someone, don't Google me or don't like, how can you tell someone that? You just have to be like, and it's also so specific to like, I think it's different for like, you know, that's probably why actors like, you know, fuck so much because they don't have, they're never putting their actual personalities out there because usually they're quite boring. Um, you know, uh, if you ever read like an interview with an actor, it's shocking when they have anything of interest to say, but Mm. like, but with comedians and stuff, it's like, you are getting a, you are getting a, I know what you mean. Like you're getting a form, like a shadow realm version of like what you are as a person or like, you know, it's, it's, it's heightened for, for whatever the medium is, if it's podcast or if it's stand up and stuff. And, and it, it, even though it's rooted in something that begins with you and your personality, it's not you. And it's so fucking hard. It's hard. Frustrating because it's just, it is, it's like, it's like having, it's like when you have, you get your face painted and then you forget that you've, you've got face paint on. And then yeah. like, you know, you look like a tiger to someone at a, at a, at a carnival <laughs> or something. And you're like, you're like, what are you looking at? And you're like, oh no, yeah. All of the screeds of material that you can um, Google um, mm-hmm. before this day. I, um, in my mind, when you said getting your face painted, sorry to interrupt you. And when I, when you said getting your face painted, I immediately, and I can say this because I'm Jewish, pictured me in a Charles Manson cosplay with like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Totally. Just like a swastika tattoo being like, this isn't me. I'm Jewish. Hey, <laughs> I don't know. My, my wife's music. He was great, but he does not his <laughs> values. Okay. It's such a nice house. Oh my God. Anyway. Yeah, oh my God. What were you going to um, say? I'm sorry. So wait, so you, so, so dating in London oh. is a bit easier because they, been, wait, they don't know your, your oeuvre. <laughs> I'll say no. this. I'm going to tell you this. In, yeah. And I lived in LA and New York. Uh, I'm 40 years old, Rose. I know this is where you pretend to be shocked. Um, I am I, at I, the point. I, I, don't, well, I don't believe you, and I think you're lying. But yeah, go on. The perfect answer. She's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that in England, like I, first of all, I'm like more attractive there. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is. You're not English, so I'm not offending you when I say that. Like, I think going because you're like a New Zealander. I consider you. You go there, and just the vibe is a I'm little not different. Attractive in London, which is quite funny. Uh, Me being from New Zealand doesn't up my attractiveness levels in this country. I don't know. What do you think if I come to America, though? Do you think being from New Zealand via London will up my attractiveness? Like, without question. And also, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) I think... My my energy on you, which is not is sadly not mine. You seem like more hipstery, like more Brooklyn. You're also young, so I could see you actually killing it in like a Brooklyn, and finding some like cool Bushwick guy who would worship you because you're so funny and glamorous and fun and whatever else. I could see that for you. I couldn't go out with a Bushwick guy. It's just not me. I 
it, Miami, everybody looks like Pitbull. You're gorgeous, you're glamorous, you're tall, you're beautiful. You're going to do well for a long time. I only have a very short amount of time. <laughs> my kooky, kitschy, whimsical shit is going to be charming. And then it will be soon become, like within five years, I will be a kook, like a genuine kook. And, 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 and nobody likes an eccentric older woman. This is the problem is that I know. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be a hot bumbling professor as an older woman. I'm no, going to be neither. a person who likes to, you know, I have all my hobbies and interests and, and uh, sure. It's interesting when you're in, you know, I'm a 30 now, but it's, it's, I honestly, I still think I'm striking out with even the, the hips three boys, because first of all, half of them do secretly hate women. Um, <laughs> well, that's with every man. Let's start there and then move our way down. Yeah, go on. No, 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 they don't. No, they don't. No, no. They always have, um, gorgeous, gorgeous girlfriends, um, who have like, you know, who wear a lot of delicate, like golden chains. I always say this. They look like anthropology models. Wait a minute. I have a whole thing about this where I'm like, look, I've never milked a cow. I don't own frocks. I don't look good in a floral pattern. It's funny. I was, I I went on a couple dates with this guy. I'm sure he's listening. He was one of the podcast people. Hi, if you're out there, sorry, it didn't work. But it was one of those things where, no, for sure he's listening, where it's like, he was cute, you know, nice enough. But I was like, this will never work because this person is going to end up with an anthropology model like this. I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not willowy enough. I am a sturdy. If a wind, a hard breeze comes, I don't move. Yeah. Like, I'm sturdy. I'm there. I can eat an outdoor brunch in a windstorm and enjoy every bite. Like, I just feel. Ugh. But weirdly, I feel like in England, the guys love that more. I don't know what it is. Maybe the American thing too helps. I think they also respect funny women. Whereas in yeah. America, when you're funny, they go, oh, we love funny women. They like women to laugh at them. You know, there's a different... So there's a banter. There's a, a vibe of banter. Well, yeah. Yes. The they love banter. Let me say this, though. I learned the hard way about British men. Um, obviously, a lot of them love to drink. We don't love that. Uh, they are very tight with their emotions and their feelings. So often it's really hard. And I probably am a little bit too. So I need someone to kind of like pull it out of me a little bit. And oftentimes they're a little bit tight. Like they're not affectionate or they don't compliment or there are things that I'm like, does he like me? Like, I don't even know what we're doing here. And that is a more English thing than American thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Should we write a book? Should we write a book? I have nothing else to say. I need to like get your number to text you (laughs) literally what happened to me yesterday. Uh, on a date because I, I, which what well, I didn't think was a date, but it was the most shocking. <laughs> just, just, you couldn't have written it better about how oh, no. the rejection. The rejection was amazing. Rejection? No, it was. It was a rejection of a of a of of me of me kind of being like, look, you know, I I I'm crushing you, and then um I won't spoil it, but the the, the reply did start with ha ha ha. So that, that, that happened. Oh no. So like that oh, was, Rose, that that was and that's cool. And oh, it's just such a joy to be. Were you drunk when there. you said that? Like when you said you had a, tr- a crush, had you been drinking? Because oh, well, I feel I, like that took so much I, I, courage face to face. I probably had been, yeah. No, no, I had, I had courage. I know, you know, I'm, I'm also was like I'm 30 years old. <laughs> I'm 30 years old. I should be. And then also I was like, I'm 30 years old. Mom was saying I've got a fucking crush on someone. I'm like, oh my God, I'm an, I'm, Uh, I'm the problem. But, but it's just, it's just, it is, it is very, I think you are right about, um, British men. Also the problem is that there are far more gorgeous girls. There's more gorgeous girls in the world than there are men is my opinion. 
So obviously men of a lower standard in terms of person, I'm I'm not saying that you looks, but just a general standard are going to end up with stunning, beautiful women who are great because there are more statistically. If you've seen, Rosie, Rosie, if you've seen some of the things that I've seen, <laughs> I I right now am going into like a Lieutenant Dan faraway gaze of some of the horrible things that I've had to witness in my life. You don't even know. Oh my gosh. Wait, let's promote your show. I, I want you here until wait, like two, wait. but I know they're going to yell at me. So Starstruck. Well, Starstruck is a, is a dating sitcom. Which you created. I read that you created it drunk on a plane, which I really respect. Um, Tell people about it. I know a lot of people have seen it. It's such a hit. It's so funny. You are really like, you really make me happy that you're working consistently because I just look at you and you're so funny also here that I'm like, oh, good. Like someone good is successful. That makes me feel alive. (laughs) That's true. It's true. I, I, uh, yeah, well, no, the show, the show is a rom-com, which I didn't realize until like after, I mean, after I made it, I was like, oh shit, it is a rom-com. Uh, because obviously everything in my life, I'm just a person who's obsessed with love and romance. And so anything I make is usually to do with that. And so it was a real surprise when I was like, oh shit. Okay. No, it's been marketed as a rom-com. Um, Mm. no, it's about my character, Jesse, who, um, has a drunken sort of one night stand with, uh, a guy who turns out to be very famous. Um, and then, uh, you know, a, a rom-com ensues. And it's it's a, you know, a premise that a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that's been done a, done a couple times before. But I think, I do think that it is, it feels like a different, well, it, it, it's also, it's, it's, a, it's a, a telling, it's a version of that story, which is very much from particularly the first series, um, the, the, the women's perspective in that, in that scenario. And I think that's always, um, uh, I think there was, you know, whenever you watch, uh, you watch like things like, you know, whatever, Notting Hill, or you watch things like, you know, look, God forbid, what a date with Tan Hamilton. Do you know right. what I mean? There's these stories, these, top films. These, iconic, yeah. these iconic stories where sure, sure. <laughs> singing in the rain, you know what I mean? Like a gone with the wind, win a date with Tad Hamilton oh. singing in the rain, the classics. Yeah. 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 But it's like, you know, I think um, it was really fun to take that premise and go, actually, what would happen if this character um, of Jesse was, were in that situation? And that is that she would be, A, unimpressed with his fame, mm-hmm. um, B, like kind of freak out about it and C, yeah, like almost try and sabotage it. <laughs> like, and it's a very fun character to play in that sense. Um, um, but yeah. It's, did, you base uh, it, did you base it on a real life? situation like because I'm sure you know yeah anyone in the business has had experiences with other people in the business were you taking from a real relationship well yeah I mean no I, I no, actually no because uh which is was so boring to say but it's never happened to me mm. um but I know it's happened to lots of people I know and I've kind of you know harvested stories you know from here and there of those situations because I mean we're in the age of like god I wish I was a yeah I wish I was much more not open about how like I'm just a a trashy gal who like loves Demois, but I do like, I love Demois. I love those stories of gossip. Of course. About these. We're garbage people. That's why we are having fun. We are two pieces of mid-sized trash and that's going to be the title of the episode. (laughs) And that's okay. And once we admit it, it's fine. It's fine. Continue. I'm sorry. I love it because it's like those, you know, you read those kind of, gossip pieces or whatever and you realize that like yeah i think also the nature of celebrities change so much throughout the decades where it's like 
celebrities are so much more accessible to us. Like it's social media, you know, like their entire lives are um, accessible to us. Like the idea of mystery around these people who are famous is, is not, you know, advantageous because it's not, you know, like you can't come out if you can't make money off that. So, so I think the, and also we've just got way more celebrities in, in pop culture. We've got so, like so, so many more celebrities. So they become, it becomes like a proper thing, which like, oh yeah, I could bump into this person in a pub in, in the UK. That was a huge mm. thing actually when it came out in the US where it was like, hang on, this really famous like movie star is just at this place on New Year's Eve. And they're like, that's, that's weird. That wouldn't happen. But I'm like, no, that does happen. Like yes. in London, it can happen. Like there's a reason like goddamn Taylor Swift moved to like, like all of these UK, uh, US celebrities moved to London is that there is this type of anonymity that you can get here. That I don't mm. think you can get in the states, um, and so um, yeah, it's uh, it, 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 I've, I've there's been stories through the years of like you know just random meetings with you know celebrities who are on their own in a pub or like whatever in a bar and stuff. Exciting night. So um, yeah, so. That's a good jumping off point for for a rom-com, I think. Well, it's exciting until the realism hits, right? And then the uh, reality sets in. And actually, um, your co-star did my radio show for season one. He's such a nice guy, by the way. Um, A sweetheart and adores you. And the show... Uh, Starstruck, which season two is out now on HBO Max. Also, kudos because I'm so sick of shows having like 55 episodes a season when I have like two eggs floating around that are (laughs) dying to be inseminated and I can't be sitting on my couch like give me six episodes. Like the UK people get it. Six episodes, ten. Except for Love Island, which they fucked up. But other than that... Exactly. I mean, it's it's it's, it's because also like, you know, it's it's a whole different culture of making television here it's like yeah you know a the culture of having a lot less money uh so you've got a lot fewer writers um <laughs> yeah and um you know it's just me and alice um Sneddon and, and nick sampson for the second series writing this and and we literally don't have time to you know the idea of making 10 episodes of like or 10 one hour episodes i'm just like no that's like, deadly it's, it's and the shows are never good well. like i know it's one i'm like listen i God, I have also no patience and very, very few friends. Rose Matafeo, (laughs) so few friends. Last question. Are you doing a tour anytime soon? Are you going back to Edinburgh? What's happening? I, no, not really. I mean, I don't have an idea. I I, I don't have an idea for a show, which is complicated. I feel like I've just got off this like hamster wheel of uh, doing stand, like stand up, doing a new hour for so many years. And and after I did Horndog, you know, I had a break because I'd started working on Starstruck directly after that. It's just like so much, it takes so much of your time, you know, and like to work on, to, to, to do, trying to do stand up at the same time as, as I was doing Starstruck was like pretty hard. I, I did do, I did, I did like an hour of like trying to do new like this last weekend. And it was just, it was just horrific because also I've done yeah. nothing with my life. I've been so busy with the show that I had nothing to write about. If that makes sense. What if so, I was like, and that's our time. And that's our time. <laughs> I'm joking. And yeah. So what I've got to say is that one yes. day I will return to Edinburgh. I actually am going to Edinburgh because for like a week because my friends are doing an improv show. I do improv involves there and here and there. But oh, that'll um, be exciting. But I'd love to come and back and do a cool stand-up show eventually. But I know. know. Well, listen, we're two water signs. I'm now looking at all your little facts. Cancerian Pisces, always the best of okay. friends. And I'll say this, uh, we'd love to see you back on stage, but I also know that the anxiety of getting back to stand-up after the pandemic, for me at least, has been real. Like the idea of 
being on stage, I'm like, what exactly? What the fuck would I talk about? Like, I don't want to talk about the pandemic. It's like, I'm just out. And I can't talk about stories that happened beforehand. Because then it's like, oh, she actually has no stories. Like, oh, she's... Totally. No, it's like, it's, I, I, yeah. I even feel like the, the, the act of being on stage and like being in that mode, it's like, it's like not exercising. I say, it's like not, it's like not exercising for two years. I'm, I've not exercised for 15 years. Like, what am I talking about? But it, I get it's like, it. I get it's, it. It's if you're an athlete and you didn't yes. train for two years. That's what Mental it feels exercise. like. Mental exercise. Brain exercise. Our brains are just abs. Like, ours aren't visible. Other people have them on the stomach, not us. And trust us, they're fucking strong. There's a six pack uh, in that noggin, okay? My mental core is on that reformer machine, honey. Morning, noon, <laughs> and night. Always doing some shit. Uh, Rose Matafeo. Follow Rose at Rose underscore Matafeo and on Instagram at Rose Matafeo. Um, Rose, honestly, I've been dying to meet you for the longest time. I think oh, you're brilliant. You're wonderful. You're so funny and so lovely. And I'm sorry we don't have more time, but come back anytime. Call into Sirius. I have a live show in the morning. You should just call in one day. I should call in. No, yeah, I'll try. try. If I can get it working on FaceTime, maybe I'll just call. No, no, no. That's a phone. That's like none of this. What? This is none of this. Look at me. I can ring on an actual phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Well, and you can tell me when you're next in London, and um, and I'll um, I'll come and like hitch your dates. I'll be your hit. I'll be the hitch. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So that's the show. Let's write a hitch, except it's us. And um, we just buy side-by-side graves. That's the end. Okay. Rose, <laughs> Rose Matafeo. Rose, thank you so much. You're lovely. And congrats on Starstruck. Thank you, Michelle. Bye, Rose. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production. Executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores. And our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend, Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune into The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall. M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.